2: Welcome into the early line on a Wednesday
3: morning here in the Sports Grid Network series, XM Channel 159. A lot of topics to get to over the next two hours. It's Donnie Wright's out. It's Joe Ranieri. Welcome in, Joe. Are we ready for business today? We are, Donnie. A uh, happy
4: new year uh, to you, my yeah. man. 2023. Looking to be even more profitable than
3: 2022, my man. Let's do this. Now, let's see what we got here. The seven and seven, the hottest topics around the sports globe. Let's get to it here. And by the way, how about some good news today, Joe Ranieri? Hamlin's toy drive now hits five and a half million dollars. If anybody doesn't know, Damar Hamlin had a toy drive with an estimated number to reach of around $2,500, which would he be very happy with and be able to spread the joy throughout the year and give toys to underprivileged kids. It's now five and a half million dollars. It shows humanity is there and everybody can take a piece of this. And you're watching superstars, average people, $5, $5, $5,000, it doesn't matter. I wouldn't be surprised if this continues to rise. Six million, seven million, eight million. Very good on the people here in light of a very tough situation. There is a beacon of light here, Joe.
4: Yeah, it looks like this whole uh, thing was set up. Uh, it, his mom runs a daycare uh, center there, and it was tied into being able to help those uh, those kids. Uh, you know, those underprivileged kids. I mean, just a phenomenal effort. Uh, people want to help, and when you're talking about the Bills fan base, the Cincinnati Bengals fan base, um, you know, it it really is so good to see that. Um, people can put all the differences aside and come together for a common cause and, uh, and do their, uh, their very best to help not only uh, him but the family. Um, all good stuff here, and it's uh, actually really, really nice to see you, Donnie.
3: Hoping for the best outcome there when he wakes up and yeah. sees that much love that was spread for him. I'm sure he'll be really excited with that. So we'll certainly keep a thoughts and prayers there on Hamlin's recovery. No real updates yet, because Joe and I aren't doctors. They're not going to come on and give you an update here until something comes official. If it does during the show, we'll be more than happy to update you and keep it moving there. Uh Bills Bengals here. Won't resume this week, Joe. So obviously, there are some repercussions to the incidents that did happen Monday night. It's going to be interesting to see what the NFL does, how the they move the schedule around or they just say you know two teams with a loss with a tie give one team a win this is unprecedented territory because this isn't a game Joe it's like hey both of these teams are out of the playoffs it doesn't matter anyway don't play the game massive ramifications around the NFL regardless of what you do with this game
4: there are a a few options um, to go with Donnie but the ultimate (laughs) none of them uh, are going to have anything to do with keeping things as scheduled. So they could certainly just scrap this game altogether, which would give Kansas City an opportunity to get the number one seed. They could play week 18 and then push back the wildcard week, which of course they would, uh, you know, the NFC could play their game, but the Bills and Bengals, would st- would have to play theirs, and then of course that would determine um, the following uh, the following weekend for the AFC. So there's there's a lot of moving parts here, and unfortunately, I, I still don't know. And I, it, to me, it's all going to come down to are the Bills or Bengals players ready to take the field? And I think that's ultimately what the NFL is waiting on.
3: Yeah, because I the spotlight really is on that game from Monday night between the Bills and the Bengals. But the NFL released the statement that said, "Yeah, we're going to play Week 18." which includes the yeah. Bulls and the Bengals, just not playing each other, which, again, is kind of an interesting concept here. We'll see how that flows out. Any information we get, yep. and we'll probably get something today on whether or not those games will happen this weekend or what the process is going to be. As we welcome in the radio audience here, Sirius XM Channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. You're listening and watching the Joe Ranieri and Donnie Wright side here on the early line, going over the hottest topics of the sports landscape in the 7-7. Seven and seven. We'll keep moving here. Harbaugh to the Panthers. David Temper, one of the richest owners, if not the richest owner, Joe, in the NFL has a meeting with Harbaugh. It's not going to be about money because if you want to get Harbaugh, it's going to cost. But there are open checkbooks down there in Carolina. If Harbaugh is offered a job, is he going to the NFL, Joe? Well, his
4: uh, his people are certainly leaking that he is. So one of two things is going on here, either – this is a uh you know this is a leverage uh, because he's about to renegotiate with Michigan uh or he is uh, you know he is pretty serious and wants people to know that uh he's open for business but it ain't gonna come uh, cheap here I-, I find the leak of his interest
3: extremely interesting who benefits by us knowing that Yeah, we'll see if he makes it to the NFL. Zion Williamson not going to make it to the next week, apparently, as he's out at least three weeks with a hamstring strain. It seems like we're finally getting the best of Zion, and as we know, he eventually gets hurt. What is the old saying?
4: Uh, Death, taxes, oh, yeah, and Zion getting hurt in a season and uh, ultimately going to miss time. Yeah, Uh, not shocked there uh, at all, though, but... uh they're better with him, and the NBA is better with him on the court, but unfortunately, he
3: can't stay on the court here. No, he certainly can't. By the way, Rafael Devers in baseball talk, if you're still looking at the hot stove, one year, $17.5 million contract to avoid arbitration. Both sides, meaning the Red Sox and the representatives for Devers, are working towards a long-term deal. But how about this college basketball? No more unbeatens. The Lobos go down to Fresno State in college basketball, Joe.
4: Great game last uh, night there. Uh, great back and forth game, late night uh, in-game live. We were on that. And uh, kudos to Fresno State, 5-8 and team, holding serve and uh, handling home court. So, great job there. No more unbeaten though, so Donnie. That's what it's all about. Let's move on.
3: There you go. We will move on. And by the way, a segment later in the show, I'm going to ask Joe Ranieri his thoughts on a 90-team NCAA tournament. Sensational stuff or no? We're going to talk more college basketball and NBA coming up right next. Keep it here.
1: Reese, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
3: Back at it live here. Our number one of the early line on the Sports Grid Network. Sirius XM Channel 159. It's Joe and Donna here getting to the hardwood action in both college basketball and in the NBA. And I love this because it seems like scoring is up in the NBA. I don't know if the statistics actually bear that Joe Ranieri, but it just feels that way because every night it feels like I'm getting something sensational out of superstar players. And it's almost like we don't even bat an eye now. 123-113 win for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis went for 55-10-7, and and you know what I can think of is like, uh-huh. Oh. Donovan Mitchell had 71-11 and 11 the other night, so I guess this game is okay. You're talking about historic-level games each and every night we're getting, Joe, from superstars. And Giannis, it's almost like a yawn, like, yeah, he's supposed to do this. Yeah,
4: it's, um, it, you know, it, it, you look at it, Donnie, and you go, is it that the superstars are getting better or the defenses are getting worse in the NBA? Uh, you know, the chicken and the egg here, guys, uh, because I got to tell you, it's uh, watching those three games last night. You had a little something each, and every game had a monster effort by a star. But this effort here, I mean, I think it's now three in a row where he ha- he's had at least 40 points, 10 boards, and five assists. And boy, oh, boy, um, once they get Middleton back, Yeah, it's quiet. They've been flying under the radar because they've been a
3: little inconsistent, but once healthy, good luck. Yeah, good luck stopping them for sure. And you're right. The Mm -hmm. the numbers are crazy because you like to say, like, growing up, and I always go back to, like, those Spurs teams in the 1990s and the New York Knicks teams. Like, it's routine. Like, you would look at the box scores, and you would look at the lines, and be like, okay, ooh, 178 and a half, 182 and a half, 200? Are you kidding me? There's no way both of these teams can combine for 200 points. Now, each and every night, I mean, these guys are absolutely dazzling. And you're right. Who knows what the defense is doing, but the athletes seem to be getting better and better every single year. Now, are you ready for an anomaly right now? I'm going to tell you the score of the Boston Celtics and the OKC Thunder. 150 to 117. Whoa, whoa, man. Celtics were on it last night. They really put it down. No, they didn't. The Thunder, 150. The Celtics, 117. SGA didn't even play in this game, Joe didn't even play for the Thunder, and they beat the Celtics down that much. 150 points from the Thunder without their best player.
4: So here lies, this is a prime example, Donnie, of of handicapping the NBA and why it is so brutal for handicappers here. This Mm -hmm. total, 232, 233 all day right? All of a sudden, and we're worried about whether Robert Williams III is actually playing for Boston. Yeah. All of a sudden, before tip, we learn that SGA is out. The total plummets, right? And everyone's like, oh, well, The I believe uh, the line went from 8.5 to 11, 11.5 11 for Boston <laughs> because what is uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder without SGA? Well, the answer is 150 points is what they are because that's what they dropped on a Boston team that looked just about as uh, unenthused to be there as anybody. They gave up 40 in the second, 48 in the third. They were down 20 at the break, and how did they respond? By allowing OKC to almost drop 50 in the third quarter. Just brutal, absolutely brutal effort on the Boston Celtics part there. And there lies the dilemma with handicapping basketball. What kind of effort are you going to get on a nightly basis, Donnie?
3: It's crazy, too, because Brown had 29 points, Tatum had 27 points, and they got blown out. But my favorite part here of those 29 points that Jalen Brown scored, he actually finished up with a minus 29 on the night. Jason Tatum, 27 points, a minus 25 on the night. It's absolutely amazing how that finalized came out. But that's the NBA, and sometimes that's what you're going to get in those January and February months. Kings and the Jazz here. The Kings on the road, 117-115 victors over the Jazz, dropping the Jazz on their home court to 12 and seven overall De'Aaron Fox 37 and six nice win for the Kings 20 and 16 on the year
4: and almost a hell of a walk-off win for uh the Utah Jazz uh where they gave up the go-ahead uh, bucket uh to the Kings with about eight tenths of a second left uh they were able to uh do the old Hail Mary pass to market and caught it threw it up and hit nothing but net. But unfortunately, about a tenth of a second, Donnie, Mm. too late. It was still in his hand when they slowed it down to to review it. But uh, many in that building thought Utah pulled off the uh, unbelievable win, but wasn't to be on the uh, replay. But, hey, that was uh, a fun game. And a total, by the way, to close the 243, open to 243, close the 243, and didn't even come close
3: to 243. Yeah, you need every single quarter full gas to hit those super high totals. But that's the NBA that we're in now. Let's flip it over to some college basketball action. Mm. A game, Joe, I know you're very passionate about, at least on the finish of this one, number three, Kansas 75, beat Texas Tech who scored 72 points usually tough to beat texas tech in texas tech and a lot of the times when you're on the home court you get the benefit of referee calls talk to me on mm-hmm. kansas's three-point win over texas tech here
4: well i gotta tell you they uh texas tech um it, it wasn't a great first uh half they were down seven right kansas drops 43 in the first half they are, uh on the road and texas tech just felt like They were, they just couldn't put, every time they took two steps forward, Kansas answered. Well, in the second half down the stretch in the final five minutes, uh, Texas Tech did a a great job of getting some stops and then converting on the offensive end. Uh, They had two possessions there in the final minute, minute and a half, in which um, Texas Tech players got absolutely mauled under the net and no. Uh, fl- uh, no whistles uh, were blown. It was absolutely ridiculous. The last one, uh, of course, and this is where the bad beat comes in, is this opened up at Texas Tech Plus 2, Donnie. Um, oh. There was a uh, that non-whistle at the end allowed uh, Kansas to get a final dunk as time was running out, which uh, made it from a one-point Kansas win and a possible cover for betters. To
3: a three-point Kansas Jayhawks win, and all tickets lose on Texas Tech. Another top-ten team getting knocked off, and I had to do a double-take. Similar to what I looked at, it said, a hold-on oh. now. The Thunder won by how much and scored how much here? How about this game between Texas and Kansas State? 116-103. Oh, that's right, Don. It went to five overtimes. No, it didn't. That was regulation. Kansas State dropped 58 in the first half. And 58 in the second half, going into Texas and knocking off number six, Texas Longhorns here. And it wasn't like Texas Amazing. was
4: terrible. I mean, my goodness, they still shot uh, 50% uh, from the field. But, uh, you know, when you go up against a team that drops 116 on you, the game is not, we're not talking triple overtimes here. Uh, and they shoot 60% or better for the entire game. You're probably going to lose, Donnie. But give Tech—you—they dropped 103 on their own home court and could not win. Give credit to K-State here, though. Phenomenal job shooting the ball, not just in the first half, but equally as good in the second half. That's that's pretty good job there last night.
3: Yeah, I'll tell you some pretty good job here on defense. The Tennessee Volunteers, number eight in the country, mm. 87 Mississippi Bulldogs, 53 in this one. You want to talk about some defense? Mississippi State, 39% from the field, which included 22% from behind the arc. And how about this? Four, now, this doesn't have anything to do with defense. You can't shoot 41% from the charity stripe. Yeah. and expect to be in this one. 46 to 22 at the break. Tennessee absolutely blew the doors off Mississippi State.
4: Yeah, they did, and and silly me, I I thought that at least Mississippi State may they can't score, but we know what we're what's going to happen. They're going to play some defense, right? Um, yes. Well, no, they couldn't score, and they played zero defense uh, last night, and that's why they got their doors uh, blown off. Though I thought for sure that would be a dead under, uh, but they just couldn't stop Tennessee. So give them credit.
3: Yeah, how about this? Break up the Pittsburgh, excuse me, I should say the Pitt Panthers here. 68-65 win over Virginia. Drops Virginia to 2-2 in the ACC. Moves Pittsburgh to a pristine 4-0 in ACC action. And as we mentioned at the top of the show here, no longer does anybody stay undefeated in the season. New Mexico did get beat there by Fresno State, 71-67. A huge NBA card, which we're going to tackle over the next two segments. Keep it right here. Through hour number one, right here on the early line, Series XM channel 159 on the Sports Grid Network. It's Joe and Donnie. Time to hit the hardwood tonight in the NBA. And there are a lot of games. We only had three games last night. A lot of entertainment, a lot of odd scoring, a lot of record performances. Talking about Giannis, but we're back on the court tonight. Let's take a look at the first game tonight, 7 p.m. The Grizzlies and the Hornets. The Grizzlies enter this game 23 and 13 on the season. The Hornets at 10 and 28. The Grizzlies 8 and 10 on the road. The Hornets 5 and 13 at home. Obviously, all eyes centered around John Morant of the Grizzlies, 27, 8, and 6 on the season. LaMelo Ball here. 20 points, 8 assists, and 6 rebounds. Setting the table for this game tonight, FanDuel Sportsbook opened this line, Joe, at a minus 6.5-point price. That's now up to 7 here at FanDuel, and a total listed at 228.5. The anticipated starting lineups tonight include Morant, Bain, Brooks, Jackson, and Adams. For the Grizzlies and for the Hornets, Ball, Rozier, McDaniels, Washington, and Plumlee. Any thoughts here on the Memphis Grizzlies heading out on the road to take on the Charlotte Hornets tonight?
4: Yeah, I uh, I believe um, they've already dropped 30 on Charlotte and the game hasn't tipped off yet, Donnie, uh, mostly because <laughs> let's just let's be realistic here. Um, the Charlotte Hornets, we've been talking about lack of defense. Um, they stop absolutely nobody. Uh, yeah. They don't play any defense if they ever do decide to play uh, defense with this team. Uh, They certainly have enough firepower themselves to be able to keep uh, pace with anybody, but they've lost seven of their last eight home games, uh, and it all starts on the defensive side of the ball. Now, stop me if you've heard this, uh, Gordon Hayward, uh, I believe, might uh, not play tonight here. He had a a hamstring issue there uh, coming out of that game on uh, Monday. Uh, But right now, Memphis with Tyus Jones and John Morant running point, Um, things are going very, very well. They're not great on the road. They're laying a big number, but quite honestly, uh, the Grizzlies are playing some great defense, and without Gordon Hayward, uh, Charlotte might have a uh, tough time scoring in this
3: one here tonight. There you go. Quick preview of that game here. A little bit better game setting up here. 7 p.m. tonight. The Phoenix mm-hmm. Suns, 20-18 and 18 on the year. Quite disappointing for them, but obviously batting a lot of injuries there. It was Chris Paul at one time. Now it's Devin Booker, but also taking on the Cleveland Cavaliers, 24-14 and 14 on the season. Very good home record at 17-4. and four. And as we know, the previous game, Donovan Mitchell went for 71 points. We'll see what he does for an encore, but Mitchell averaging 29 points a game. DeAndre Ayton is a bright spot. 18 points a game, 10 rebounds, but can it be all him tonight to lead them to a victory? If we set the table for this one, the FanDuel Sportsbook opened this line, Joe, at a minus five and a half point price here for the Cleveland Cavaliers. It has since dropped a little bit down to minus five with a total listed at 221 and a half. Anticipated starting lineups tonight will start with the Phoenix Suns. That's Paul, Shamit, Bridges, Craig, and Ayton. And then if we take a look at the Cleveland Cavaliers, that's Mitchell, Lavert, Stevens, Mobley, and Allen. The Cavaliers here, encore for their star play. What do we expect tonight for the Phoenix Suns and the Cleveland Cavaliers? Well, if I'm the Phoenix Suns, you better score more than 11 points in the first quarter
4: and 31 points in the first half, because that's the kind of effort you put forth on Monday against uh, the New York Knicks in that afternoon game. Uh, and embarrassing. You talk about Aiton. Aiton was bent. Uh, he kind of uh, he kind of lit into the team afterwards saying, you know, I'm not used to this team, not having any fight. Uh, Monty Williams also saying, you know, I, I've got to get these guys stronger mentally and emotionally. They've lost six of their last seven overall. Uh, they are now in the eighth spot in the Western Conference. Tough spot here for Cleveland. While they're home, that was a lot of effort and energy put in, uh, in that last game in overtime. And while Donovan uh, Mitchell was phenomenal at 71, maybe a little, uh, little more of a regression because I don't think they're going to have uh, Garland again here tonight. I would expect a more spirited
3: effort from the Phoenix Suns in this one. Let me ask you a question on this game too, Joe, because I always like this. When a professional athlete goes off in a game previous, I'm always under the mindset they try to top that performance. Now, topping 71 sure. points, I mean, what are you doing? Headed for Wilt's 100 would be insanity. But there's no way shape or form that Donovan Mitchell goes, you know what, man, I was on fire last game. Let me sit back here and only drop 16 or 17 points. His points prop here at the FanDuel Sportsbook tonight is listed at 30.5 at a minus 120 price, which means 31 points or more he cashes it on that ticket. He just scored 71. His price point is 30 tonight. How would you approach that? Are we riding the hot streak almost like saying like, hey, heat check tonight? Or is this more of a measured performance and back to those mid-20s here for Donovan Mitchell?
4: Well, you know, what we're seeing here, too, as well, uh, is that these superstars, they go through stretches, right? So we just talked about Giannis. He drops 55, but that's now, what, three games in a row with at least 40 uh, in the game. And while 71 was a little obnoxious, uh, he still had (laughs) uh, a ridiculous – he was still going to drop 55 in regulation one way or the other. Uh, But that would really – with no Garland here, him still being uh, hurt, Um, that's kind of how the Cleveland Cavaliers uh, roll here. He's going to be uh, the lead scorer. He's the guy that's going to put this team on his shoulders. Uh, Phoenix, are they going to make it anybody but him tonight is the question. Uh, I do think defense, uh, I I think they're willing to let almost anybody else beat him except Donovan Mitchell here tonight. He's going to have his work cut out for him, but more than capable of backing up 71 with 35, you know, 10 and eight,
3: absolutely. Yeah, keep an eye on that situation here. Pacers and the Sixers. Mm. By the way, the Philadelphia 76ers seem like, Joe, they weathered the storm. Lost James Harden for yep. a few weeks. Lost Tyrese Maxey for over a month. Both of those guys back in the lineup, and here the Sixers are. 24, excuse me, 22 and 14 on the season. 15 and 5 at home as they take on the Indiana Pacers. Joel Embiid has been nothing short of sensational. Thought he might have had a legitimate chance last year for the MVP. Trying to write that ship this year. 34 points a game. 10 rebounds, and five assists on a night-to-night basis. Setting the table tonight between this Pacers and Sixers game, minus seven and a half at the FanDuel Sports. Wicket opened open it up. Joe Ranieri still sitting at a minus seven and a half price here for the Philadelphia 76ers. The total, 232 and a half. Anticipated starting lineup tonight. Now, Tyrese Moxie, not yet back into the starting lineup, but the Anthony Melton has done a very good job in that shooting guard position. Harden, Melton, Harris, Tucker, and Embiid. And then for the Indiana Pacers, the road team here, Halliburton, Nemhard, Heald, Nesmith, and Turner. How are we looking at the Philadelphia 76ers here? Getting whole at the right time now for a second-half charge in the NBA
4: listen uh Philadelphia has been a play on team when home donnie um I think mm-hmm. what are it's they looking. uh they're looking for I think their 11th straight home win now yeah. against uh the Pacers. Maxi's getting it. yeah I mean Maxie's getting his legs underneath him things are rolling uh for the Sixers but um they are a giant pain in the behind this Indiana Pacers team um, because they, I mean, listen, the young guys have been phenomenal. Mathurin is absolutely playing out of his mind. They too have put together a nice uh, stretch here where, I mean, they lost December twenty-sixth to the Pelicans, but they have since beat the Hawks, the Cavs, the Clippers and Toronto even on Monday, 122-114 on the road, no less. Um, The Clipper, I mean, the Indiana Pacers, they can score with anybody. Uh, I think the Sixers are going to have their hands full here tonight. I uh, I wouldn't be all sorts of running to the window to lay seven, eight points with Philadelphia, although they're good. But this Pacers team has shown their ability not to go away in games. And they certainly have done that here over the last couple of weeks.
3: Yeah, nice total be listed there. We'll see how high these price points mm. get, but I do believe last checking here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, uh, Joel Embiid a 33 and a half tonight as his points prop at a minus 113, James Harden at 21 yep. and a half points, Buddy Heald 17 and a half, and also Tyrese Halliburton listed here at a 19 and a half. One more game we'll squeeze in before the break here. That's the Spurs and the Knicks. 12 and 25 mm. coming into this game are the San Antonio Spurs. Only 5 and 12 on the road, the New York Knicks 20 and 18 on the season, 9 and 10 at home, which is a little bit surprising at this point here. Randall having a great season, 24-10, pairing four assists along with that. Setting the table for tonight, the Knicks a heavy favorite. Opened up at the FanDuel Sportsbook at a minus nine. Now sit at nine and a half, a total of 227 and a half. Spurs, Knicks tonight. Points, cover, what are we looking at, Joe, from your side?
4: Well, you know, when the Knicks were rolling uh, and they had that nice little win streak there, seven, eight games, it it really started on the defensive end. um, And then that translated into a whole lot of wins for this team. But then uh, Brunson got hurt there with the hip. And then it's kind of been, eh, we know what the Spurs are, right? The Spurs aren't a team that, uh, that plans or wants to be any good because they're tanking for a bigger prize here this year, even though The coach will tell you no, but let's. Pop's. We know what you're doing here, Uh, Pop. Mm -hmm. I have no desire to back the Spurs in any way, shape, or form. Feels like we're going to get a lot of points again from the Knicks in this one. I do like the Knicks early in games, first half, and uh, usually their team total goes up and over in the first half because uh, teams like San Antonio, they'll come out and boat race them early here, uh, Donnie. So I got no problem looking for that angle and backing Knicks props and team totals.
3: Yeah, if we're taking a look at the Knicks, because certainly you're, you're basing that off of the Spurs, not playing great defense, which they certainly yes. don't do. Julius Randle here listed at 28 and a half at minus Ooh, 122. Jalen Brunson, 23 and a half at a minus 115 price. And keep moving it down here on the Knicks. Grimes at 13 and a half. And Mitchell Robinson at nine and a half points. If we're looking at just Good. those four guys right here, because I heard the response there from Julius Randle at 28 and a half, which is above what he typically averages. Are we looking for an expanded performance out of Randle? Or maybe you just take it? safe and say you know what 20 and a half is a lot it's around 30 points I'll sit on the under for Rand here he's
4: been phenomenal and uh depending on uh what kind of Jalen Brunson effort we're gonna get he seems to be taking games over when Brunson is not himself I I see
3: no reason or who's going to stop him on the spurs here tonight either there you go. We're going to keep it rolling in the NBA because after this segment here, you know we're going to start talking about the Bucks and the Raptors game on a back-to-back performance for the Bucs. Giannis with 55. Can he equal that? Well, we'll find out that and more. A huge NBA card. We're just halfway through. Stay tuned. Keep it right here. All right, let's keep it moving here in the NBA. Large card tonight. Two segments here on a Wednesday. Absolutely, because when there's games to talk about, we got you covered here on the Sports Grid Network. It's Joe and Donnie here in the morning on the early line. And let's get to it. North of the border in the six. The Milwaukee Bucks at 24 and 13 on the season versus the Raptors at a disappointing 16 and 21. This is a back-to-back night here for the Milwaukee Bucks. And you saw last night Giannis Anthony Kupo going absolutely off. But let's see if he can do it again tonight or if he even plays. It's averaging here, Joe, 33-12 and 12 to pitch in with five assists on the season, which is absolutely ridiculous. Let's set the table for this game here. If you're looking at the Milwaukee Bucks, the opening line at the FanDuel Sportsbook, briefly, a minus two towards the Milwaukee Bucks. You know where that sits at right now? As I just saw the lines update here, minus two and a half for the Toronto Raptors now, in a total listed at 229. So the all-important starting lineups that we're looking at tonight, the anticipated starting lineup tonight for both of these teams, Holiday, Allen, Connaughton, Antinokounmpo, and Lopez for the Milwaukee Bucks. For those Toronto Raptors, Van Vliet, Trent Jr., Ananobi, Barnes, and Siakam here. But that line movement here, a monster game from Giannis last night. Do we see Giannis tonight? Let's start there, Joe. Well, I mean, you know you're going to get an
4: effort from him, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it, every Styles make uh, fights here right now. And it, it, Toronto has a bit of a issue here over the last uh, week or so. I think they've lost nine of their last 12 somewhere in that ballpark there. It has not been a good stretch for them. Uh, and it has not been a good stretch for them because they've, they have not been able to get all of their guys healthy. Like Van Fleet has been hit or miss here over this stretch. Uh, Precious Achua is finally uh, back, just came back against that uh, Indiana game on Monday. But as it turns out, they were outscored um, from the Indiana bench 54-7 to in a game, and you are not going to win if your bench, that second team coming in, ain't handling uh, business. They are good enough and athletic enough to be able to cause some issues here for this Bucks team. The Bucs aren't one of the more deeper teams. Still no Middleton. Holiday was ineffective, to say the least, yesterday. If they're going to get back on track, Toronto, and they've got everyone in the lineup you just mentioned they're going to need, they need to do this tonight. They need to get AW tonight against the Milwaukee Bucks. And all of the comments and quotes that I'm getting here, They plan on uh, bringing it full board here uh, tonight. They do not want to add another L to the column here on a second of a back-to-back against Giannis and uh, Milwaukee. So I would expect Toronto to come out flying here tonight.
3: Yeah, sooner or later, you got to jumpstart that season if you are Toronto. Yep. But if we take a look at the FanDuel Sportsbook, talking about some player props here, particularly points, none of the Milwaukee Bucks are listed in this game. Four of the Raptors here, Siakam at 25.5, Van Vliet at 17.5, Ananobi at 16.5, and, and Scotty Barnes sitting there at 16.5 points, excuse me, 14.5 points for him. So mm. we'll get those updates later in the day, and certainly all eyes will be on if Giannis yeah. plays or doesn't play. We didn't get banged up yesterday. Had a big night. I expect him to go here for the Bucks. We'll see what those points turn out to be a little bit later in the day today. Now, How about this one? Eight o'clock tip time. The Nets and the Bulls here. The red hot Nets. Looks like everything is settled in here for the Brooklyn Nets. As they said at 25 and 12 in the season, the Bulls at 16 and 21. Durant has been wonderful ever since he said, hey, Brooklyn Nets. Let's just get back to playing basketball. They've done a job and certainly have. Kevin Durant here, 30 points on the season, seven rebounds, and five assists nightly. If we're looking at the game here, the Brooklyn Nets actually opened up here, Joe, on the road as a favorite at the FanDuel Sportsbook at minus four and a half. That number has now climbed to five and a half with a total listed at 235 if we're looking at the starting line it looks like all systems go here for the Brooklyn Nets Irving O'Neal Durant Simmons and Claxton and then for the Chicago Bulls the Sunmu Levine DeRozan Williams and Vucevic do the Nets stay red hot in this game or maybe Chicago puts up a fight there in the Windy City
4: well I I mean listen um their inability to even st- come close to slowing down Donovan Mitchell in that game, giving up 71. Don't forget, uh, Chicago blew a 21-point lead in the first. Uh, They were up as many as 21 in the first half. They had an 18-point lead at halftime. DeRozan, I mean, if you were to tell me uh, DeMar's going to drop, what, 44 in a game there Mm. and they were up by 18, you're going, oh, it was a blowout. No, it wasn't a blowout win because they couldn't stop anybody. If you couldn't stop Donovan Mitchell, what, what are you going to do with Durant and Kyrie, who are playing phenomenal, but just not them? Look at the, the points and the minutes they're getting from the bench uh, right now from these guys. The Simmons getting much more comfortable, uh, Claxton uh, delivering. You got to love what you are getting from Warren and Royce O'Neill and Seth Curry, by the way, starting to round into form. Um, but the Brooklyn Nets are on a 12 game winning streak because they too are playing defense. Uh, and the Bulls are not. So I get the line movement here, and I would anticipate we're going to get some points here from the Brooklyn uh, Nets tonight. Even if you don't want to lay five on the road, I'm sure those prop numbers you've got here are more than capable of going up and over their totals.
3: Yeah, and specifically coming off that game against the Spurs, which they blew them out. They basically rested their starters in the fourth quarter. So yes. there shouldn't be any wear and tear tonight. Looking at the FanDuel Sportsbook, two top guys here for the Brooklyn Nets, no surprise. Kevin Durant, twenty eight and a half points prop at a minus one fifteen, and Kyrie Irving sitting at twenty six and a half at a minus one hundred eight. We'll see if the Nets can keep the party going tonight. We're gonna take a look at the Trailblazers and the T Wolves here. The Trailblazers come in nineteen and seven on the season. The Timberwolves, a disappointing seventeen and twenty one. Dame Lillardot twenty. Seven points a game is his average this year. But how about this? Roughly a pick here. If we're looking at this game, the Blazers coming in here, opening line a plus-one here at the FanDuel Sportsbook, still sitting at that to this moment, and a 2.33 total here. Blazers-T-Wolves. Any thoughts on this game, Joe? Yeah,
4: uh, the T-Wolves are hot trash. Um, and Man. my goodness, who would have thought <laughs> they went out and got Rudy Gobert, and they, all things were supposed to go... Yeah, no, you're trash. You lost Carl Anthony Towns. You can't figure out Rudy Gobert is not a great fit for the Minnesota Timberwolves. But it's like starting all over again for the Portland Trailblazers because they just got their prize free agent signing from in the offseason who missed the first 35 games because he was recovering from uh, surgery to a core muscle. Uh, Gary Payton uh, Jr. By the way, is back in the lineup for these guys, and he played uh, 13 minutes, I believe, uh, there. But uh, they trashed 135 to 106 over the Pistons. Uh, but he did have seven points, four assists, one steal. You want to talk about the biggest knock on Portland is not that they can't score with Lillard and 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 Simmons and Grant and Nurk. This level of um, defense that Payton is going to bring an enthusiasm here. Uh, Portland, I cannot, they're going to play, they're going to be an absolute bet on team for me over these next couple of weeks as Payton gets his legs under him. But that we saw what he did to that Golden State team last year on the run to the championship and how he energized them and what he was able to do on that second team. If Portland can uh, harness that uh, with him, Yeah, good luck here. Uh, Portland's going to rattle off a lot of big wins here over the next month or so.
3: And we take a look at the game there. Two players listed at 28 and a half as their points prop on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Damian Lillard and also Anthony Edwards of the Minnesota Timberwolves. We'll keep it moving here. The Rockets and the Pelicans. Rockets certainly playing more for ping pong balls than wins here over the second part of the season. They've only had 10 on the season. But the Pelicans, 23 and 14, have defended their home court very well at 16 and 4. But the reason we bring this game up here is because there's some outside you know, angles looking in. You're not going to have, at least for the next three weeks, it looks like, Zion Williamson. But if we're looking at the Mm -hmm. line itself, it opened up at a minus eight as a favorite here towards the Pelicans. The FanDuel Sportsbook now posting a minus seven figure here, still for the Pelicans, a total of 226. How do you approach games where a star performer isn't going to be around for a few weeks? Do the guys step up for a few games here? Or is this a game that you try to avoid or, quite frankly, doesn't matter to you? The game is what it is, and you look at the numbers and keep them where they're at.
4: This team is getting ridiculous. The Pelicans, uh, all the anticipation for this season, and not only are they going to be without Zion, don't forget they've been without the other stud they got, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. Um, and it's been for a while, and nobody seems to know when he's coming back. You notice that? It's it's been one of the great mysteries. I think his quote was, "I I'm in no rush to come back. I'll come back when I get." Like what? What is going on here? But I will say this: they have performed six and two in games without Zion, 14-8, obviously, with games without Brandon Ingram. Uh, He has missed the last 18 games, Ingram, uh, with a bruised toe. uh, When they've both not been on the court so far this year, four and one in those games. So they have delivered Uh, when, uh, you know, guys usually step it up when star players uh, miss games. They have done just that, Uh, four and one without Ingram or Zion. Probably 5-1 when it's all said and done here uh, tonight against a Rockets team that has absolutely no desire to play defense or anything else for that matter. Uh, The tank is on with the Houston
3: Rockets. Yeah, we could turn that over to the Pistons too in the next game we're going to talk about here as they are 10 and 30 on the season, five and seventeen away. And the Warriors, one of the biggest anomalies in a record of 20 and 18, is horrendous on the road, stupendous at home at 17 and 2. And certainly last time we saw Clay Thompson out there going absolutely wild on his home court. This is an extended stay at home here, also for the Golden State Warriors, which will continue for at least another week. Taking on the Pistons looking at this game, a minus seven right now for the Warriors and a total listed at two. 31 and a half. Now, no Steph Curry just back yet, but the anticipated starting lineup tonight for those Warriors, Poole Thompson, DiVincenzo, Green and Looney. And then for the Pistons, Hayes, Ivy, Bogdanovich, Stewart and Duran, who has the edge tonight? Obviously it should be the Warriors, but are we going to get another right performance at a clay? Here he goes, I'm the superstar and I'm feeling good.
4: Five and zero on its current eight game homestand mm. here. The Golden State Warriors, seven and two at home this year. Uh, and three and sixteen is what Detroit is on the road. But uh, don't forget, they had already played uh, in Detroit earlier this year, uh, back when. And uh, you remember this when Cade Cunningham used to actually play basketball for Detroit. <laughs> yeah, that's how long yeah. ago that game was. Um, and yeah, they lost one twenty-eight to one fourteen in Detroit. Um, and but they didn't have Klay Thompson uh, in that game. They did have uh, Steph, of course. Uh, So Clay is in, uh, Steph is out. No Cade Cunningham. One team plays really well at home. The other team plays really terrible on the road. I'm not stepping in front of the Golden State Warrior train here. Uh, They are not going to want to lose the season series to Detroit. Uh, I do think revenge uh, will be on the mind here for the Golden State Warriors. I would play him early, too. First half. They go in, they're up by double digits, and then you can just sit back and enjoy the rest of the game.
3: Let's squeeze this one in real quick. The Heat and the Lakers here. By the way, the Miami Heat on the road here opened Mm. up as a a three-and-a-half point favorite, now up to four, a total of 227.5, which is also up from 224.5. LeBron James anticipated being in the starting lineup tonight. His points prop listed at 30.5. The Heat, A, should they be favorite, and B, will they get the cover? Yeah, no, um,
4: they've been playing much better here on this uh, West Coast swing now. Uh, That beatdown of the Clippers was impressive. Um, LeBron, congratulations. I I don't know what he's going to do here. The Heat are not going to allow the Lakers to run up and down the court. They're going to dictate pace. It's going to be a frustrating night for the Lakers here. LeBron, no LeBron, it doesn't matter. Bam, Jimmy, Tyler, Hero, Kyle Lowry, if they're all a go here tonight, It's the Miami Heat for me.
3: Look at that. Get you guys caught up on all the NBA hardwood action tonight. See if we can cash in some of those tickets. But in the next segment here, before we hit the top of the hour, the NCAA is doing what? Yeah, your bracket might be as long as a CVS receipt. Wait till you see what we think is going to happen up next. All right, quick segment here before we hit the top of the hour. And hour number two of the early line on the Sports Grid Network, Series XM Channel 159. It's Donnie Wright out. it's Joe Ranieri, and I love this topic here. The NCAA, which again, nobody asked for this, but looks like they're going to try to force this down. Who knows how many millions of dollars they spent on actually seeing if this could be worthwhile. What are we talking about here? The NCAA tournament, which now sits at 68 teams, looking to be expanded to as many as 90 teams with a threshold of 25% of the eligible participants in Division I college basketball making the tournament. So before we go into the depths of this, your initial reaction, Joe Ranieri, to this news that we might be looking at a 90-team March Madness.
4: Yeah, and we will not be looking at any better basketball, but there will be a group making way more money, way Uh. more money if you expand this. Just follow the money, guys, and you'll realize this really isn't about giving Prairie View an opportunity to win a national championship, because, Donna, you and I both know Cinderella's don't exist in college basketball. It's nice. Um, but it's not going to happen. So the more teams that you let in outside of what, the 62? Yeah, let me guess what's going to happen to those. They're all going to get blown out rather early, and for what? And there's only one person walking away with more money, and that's the NCAA.
3: Exactly. More games mean more money. You include more networks. The price goes up. And you can say all you want about teams like Michigan or UCLA. Go, I don't know if this is good. And then the lawyers come in for UCLA and Michigan. Hey, by the way, they're going to improve your bottom line by $15 million next year if you just say yes to this proposal, which will have no influence on you and help you make the tournament every year. Sign me up. It's the same thing as we take a look at the college football playoff. Why is it 12 teams? Not because it's better for the game. It's because of how many billions of dollars it is going to add in revenue. And I'm going to tell you Correct. in two years, if the college football playoff committee goes, if we put it to 24, that means an extra $2 billion on top of that, it Common. will go to 24 teams and keep moving north. It's all about the dollar. And once you realize yep. that, you will understand that a little bit more. Hour number two coming up here. Take a look at the four games we're going to preview at the Love top it. of the next hour. Tremendous stuff. Stay with us right here on The Grid.